0: Alright, what's up millennials? So today we're going to do something very special. This is actually the start of an interview series that I wanted to do with young people who are actually investing because what I want to do is I want to show everyone that investing isn't just for rich old men on Wall Street but that everyone can do it. So today we're actually talking with Brianna. Brianna, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, how are you doing?
0: Very well, very well. It's a little bit earlier there than it is right here, right?
1: yeah it's almost two o'clock and i'm sure it's pretty late over there
0: (laughs) it's almost nine o'clock p.m over here yeah all dark so why don't you uh, introduce yourself for a second
1: yeah i'm brianna i am a 20 year old real estate agent down here from the united states Um, i've been doing real estate for about two years and i really like it and that's kind of what sparked my interest in investing
0: so you're 20 years old
1: yeah, 20 years old. I just turned 20 back back in March.
0: Oh, wow. I'm not sure if you uh, noticed my my YouTube channel, the The name of my YouTube channel. Oh,
1: yeah. Which I one?
0: I didn't hear you for a second, you but have- uh, yeah, well, I'm, my YouTube channel is mainly for uh, millennials. But well, of course, you're you're not a millennial. You're actually from uh, Generation Z then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess I would be considered Generation Z. Um, I keep thinking my my dad, my grandparents, or my parents are baby boomers, but they're they're not. They're millennials themselves.
0: So you live with your parents?
1: Yeah, I still live with my family. Um, I just believe in... I feel that it's not... I feel everyone jumps the gun and kind of leaves way, way earlier than they need to. I understand if your parents don't want you uh to live with them some people are very second you turn 18 you're out the house and that's pretty common here in america um but at least for hispanic families uh some some people stay with their families till they're like almost 30. i'm not planning on doing that but even if i stay here till 23 24 25 that gives me a lot of extra time that i don't have to pay a mortgage a lot of extra money i can save to invest in rental properties and whatnot
0: love that mentality
1: <laughs> yeah so, i'm perfectly fine staying home if it can save me a couple i mean that could be like an, an extra 10 20,000 over the course of the next couple of years
0: yeah and if you start investing that right away when you're 20 years old that could become a pretty neat amount of money at, uh, at some point in time
1: yeah that can be a very neat amount of money
0: so let's talk about investing a little bit because when when did you start investing
1: I started investing about a year ago and kind of just started from looking at ways to make more money. So I've done things like DoorDash and I've done things like donating plasma. I've just done whatever I can to try to make extra money. And I found the best way to do it is to invest your money and let it grow for you.
0: All right. Okay. Why did you start investing in action, Action?
1: Uh, I started investing when I saw, I actually, from Meet Kevin's courses, uh, when he was in the live streams, I didn't know anything about stocks or investing, but as I was in the live streams, he during that huge downturn, when this whole coronavirus situation started, he was constantly telling everybody, invest, 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 put all your money in the (laughs) markets. It's a red day. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what red days were, but I said, okay. (laughs) And so I threw a bunch of money into the markets um during those uh super low days the lowest they've been in a long time
0: oh wow so you just you just did it you didn't have any fears or anything when you started
1: i i think that the general idea is that investing is something that the rich does Mm -hmm. even though anybody can invest um but people kind of see it as just wealthy people invest yeah. um, and they don't see something that's attainable. And for me, I like to think that if I, I can do anything that I want to do, if I just go and do it, I, I've always thought that I like a quote from Henry Ford. That's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. And uh-huh. so I was like, well, if the rich people are doing it, that I should probably do it. And Kevin is a millionaire. And so I said, if he's telling me to invest, then i'm just gonna trust him and I'm <laughs> gonna see what happens and it just happened to work at, work out for me um but in general i think there's nothing wrong with telling people invest like Definitely. You're, you're not going to be amazing at it but just that one word look into it and do it just invest invest invest
0: basically you started investing because you saw well meet kevin doing the same thing and meet kevin saying well he should invest so how did you come across his channel because of real estate then
1: yeah, I came across through him. Uh, I came across, across Meet Kevin through Graham Stephan. Oh, okay. And I watch a lot of Graham Stephan. I watch a lot of Financial Education, Andre Jake, yeah. and Graham Stephan specifically uh, brought me towards Meet Kevin. And at first, uh, I wasn't really into his style because uh, Kevin has a different style than Graham. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, yeah. um, if you'd notice. he's more analytical, yeah. and I got used to it, and I started to just want to listen to him more just because he has he's just so much more detailed and analytical and i started to really like the extra extra details um but also i like how transparent he is in regards to his investments Mm -hmm. i think that makes a big difference in how much you trust somebody with your money and so i trusted what he was saying. And also, I mean, you have a lot of other people on the Discord, for example, from Meet Kevin's course specifically, who are also doing the same things, and that are also trying to be successful. And when you're around like minded people, you want to do some of the same things.
0: Yeah. So you watch pretty much all the like big stock squad uh, people on YouTube, then uh, Graham, Stephan, Meet Kevin, Andre Yek, financial education as well, I suppose.
1: Yeah, yeah, I watch all of them. I I love YouTube. And I spend far too much time on YouTube, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's even
0: possible to spend too much time on YouTube. But <laughs> oh
1: yeah, and, and I think at least it's on financial stuff. But exactly. there's just so much you can learn just through YouTube. Um, investing is scary at first, but just go to YouTube, how to invest, and yeah. you just fall into a pothole of videos on, videos on videos on videos of different strategies and different methods. And what I did is just found. I just kind of combined all of them together and did something that I was comfortable with. And that worked for me after watching several people invest and use their own strategies.
0: Did you in high school, did you learn anything about finance or investing or real estate?
1: No, I actually didn't. Um, I'm surprised. I've always heard that if you're majoring in business in college, for example, they're Mm -hmm. kind of teaching you how to be a manager, but they're not teaching you how to be a CEO of a company. Right. Yeah. Um, they're teaching you how to run other things and, and kind of how to manage people, but it's not teaching you how to create the company and be the entrepreneur and be the CEO um, from the bottom up. And I think that's the difference. And I think that schools and I'm I'm not the only one who feels that way, but I think a lot of people here in America and probably all over the place feel that schools need to start teaching more about how to do taxes how to buy a house, how to invest
0: Definitely. Um,
1: different, different avenues of, as opposed to uh, college, because there's so much more options, but they only make college the number one option for everybody, even if yeah. it's not the most feasible for everybody. Um, in some cases, trade school would be more feasible than college, but college is the one that's pushed and pushed and pushed.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And, well, I think in general, we should be more educated about finance and about investing and about real estate during high school as well, right? I think one of my biggest goals is actually to pretty much change the education system and introduce a little bit more finance, a little bit more like useful things to learn.
1: Yeah, no, and I completely agree with that. I think that there's some basic math um, that could help people just not get into debt so young. Even... Even Dave Ramsey, which I don't follow everything Dave Ramsey says, but his methods have helped a lot of people get out of debt. And I think if they taught something similar to what Dave Ramsey teaches in high school, it would help a lot of people avoid getting into that debt in the first place.
0: Definitely. Do you think for some reason, like people on YouTube could do more to change that education system? Or
1: Yeah, I think definitely people on YouTube with their large platform have the ability to influence yeah. and to help a lot of people learn new things through something that's free and accessible. I think the only problem is that you have to be looking for that, like to come across Graham Step, And I had to be looking for financial education. I had to be exactly. looking, I had to be looking up real estate and stocks and I had to be actively seeking for it. And I think that it's not being pushed enough it should be laid out and just right in front of people so they can grasp onto it, even if they don't care. Um, Because I think it's important. I think a lot of people end up being in a place in life where they stop caring because they simply feel like there's no hope. Hmm. Um, If we just pushed it and kind of did that tough love where we forced them to learn it, and like in school, for example, they wouldn't get to that place where they feel like there's no hope. Why should I even try now?
0: So, maybe we should have like a YouTube course during high school where you can just watch YouTube during school.
1: <laughs> Something like good. that, maybe. Yeah. Um, but even just having more people like uh, the Graham Stephens or Meet Kevins or just people who are actively investing and people, even locally, who have rental properties or who trade stocks or uh, have their own businesses, putting those people in front of students. And having them speak on that instead of bringing over like the valedictorians of colleges um, or lawyers and doctors, um, that's always represented. I feel like we have a lot of uh, what's it called? They used to have assemblies in school where they would bring like a doctor or a lawyer or the firefighters, but they don't bring a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot Mm. of uh, business owners to talk to the students and give them a different path.
0: Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. Definitely. So so, let's go back to investing a little bit, right? because um, you said that you haven't been investing for so long. Um, what happens when, for example, the stock market goes down and down like twenty to thirty percent? What happens to your mind?
1: Yeah, it's definitely an emotional roller coaster when yeah. everything's going up and down and up and down. and I think that having Tesla stock has really helped me. Um, <laughs> see this kind of volatility, um, because it's so it's so volatile. And so I think that I think the one thing you can do is just not look at it every single day and not be obsessed with the numbers. I have seen it be down 30%. And I've seen it up 120%. um, And so it's all over the place. And I think that just not obsessing over the number, I like to think that I haven't lost any money because I haven't sold. So no matter how low it gets, I haven't lost anything because I haven't sold.
0: We don't feel like selling on those days then you don't feel like, oh, my God, it's going down 20%. I got to get out because it might go to zero.
1: I think that that mentality comes from buying more speculatively. Mm -hmm. I think that for me, I don't buy anything that I feel is going to go bankrupt or has a chance of being bankrupt. I see, for, for example, Tesla or Apple or Amazon or those big stocks. Um, Although they can be volatile, they're very, very safe to me. And no matter how low they get, I just don't think I could realistically think, oh, they're not going to exist tomorrow. They are going to go bankrupt. And so I always hold out on the idea that I have not sold. And so I have not lost anything and they'll go back up.
0: Right. So, So what kind of companies are you investing in? Or are you investing in ETFs or like individual stocks? You already mentioned Tesla
1: yeah i'm investing in etfs individual stocks um s p 500 is my main one or nasdaq and then i also invest in tesla apple amazon basically all the big stocks facebook microsoft yeah yeah those big stocks and um apart from those i have a couple ones that i like like neo or home depot or lowe's um, and just some stocks that I think are long term stocks, they're not going to make me millions, but I think these are good buy and hold for the long term stocks. Yeah. Um, but most of them are just the big leading stocks here in America. And the rest are stocks that I just believe in that I don't see going bankrupt anytime soon.
0: So how did you come across the less popular stocks, so to say, the Neo and the Home Depot stocks?
1: Yeah, I watch a lot of research just through YouTube. Uh, I, I'm always on there researching and seeing what else there is to buy. And even on Webull or M1, you can click on any individual stocks and look at the comments and how people feel about them. And from there, just doing your own research. Uh, the internet is your best friend. I think that, think of stocks like Neo um, and I think of stocks like Nikola, which <laughs> Nicola, which mm. Nicola completely is is gone now <laughs> yeah, definitely. but um just doing doing adequate research yourself you don't need to know everything but if you're not super confident i wouldn't put too much money into it i only put i put most of my stuff in the stocks that i feel immensely confident in and apart from that i like to just um, not gamble but uh, put money in the other stocks that i feel like are just going to stay consistent and that i don't see going bankrupt anytime soon but those small yeah. stocks it's just research and seeing what other people are saying. Uh, There's no reason to change change what's already working.
0: I think the research part is very important right because I think this year especially a lot of young people have entered the market and when I go on platforms like Reddit for example you see these young investors who just started and now are already trading options and trading bitcoin and trading the most volatile stocks out there and they lose all their money in a few days time I think doing research is super important to uh, pretty much hedge against that right Uh, always do research before actually investing in a company
1: oh absolutely and i've seen a lot of instances where people just have gotten overwhelmed from seeing a large negative number on their screen because they did not know what they were doing and even myself i've watched four-hour courses from youtube on how to how to trade options and i just am still not ready to do it i've done adequate yeah. research on it and i still am not comfortable or confident enough to trade no. options um no, it's think, just too risky for me at this I think point you would
0: need like months of training and, and exercise to just get that done to actually be able to to trade options
1: yeah and do it successfully i think that a lot of people want to try what is road least traveled by yeah. and what they see as the the high money maker. And I think options have a lot of opportunity for for high rewards, but people don't take into account that a lot of people lose money and the people making high rewards are people who have done this several times and have studied this for exactly. months or even years. Yeah. And someone who's brand new thinks they can replicate that.
0: Definitely. So how how much did you start with more or less when you started out investing?
1: I started when I was barely getting the hang of real estate. So I had probably maybe $1,000 that I had saved up from just working. I was working at at Walmart. Um, I had worked as a waitress before, and I was just saving up anything I could extra. And also in real estate, but real estate takes a while to get the hang of. And so I was getting the hang of it. This was back in uh, February, March, uh, but since then, I've just continued to put money into. I use Weeble and M1, and that um, thousand dollars, I just did what Kevin said and bought into, like a Tesla, for example, or an Apple. That's the first ones I started with was S and P five hundred mm-hmm. and those big stocks. And I just did what I could. I had a thousand, I put it in, and from there, every time I got twenty dollars or forty dollars or fifty or another twenty, I just threw it in to throw anything I could because I knew that that opportunity wouldn't come again. I, I think back to the recession in 2008 here. I don't know if that happened uh, globally or if that was just here Definitely. in America. But there was, a that was uh, globally,
0: <laughs> for <laughs> globally?
1: sure. OK, yes, <laughs> uh,
0: unfortunately,
1: <laughs> I think I think back to uh, how it happened and how a lot of people who got in back then are now millionaires. because they got in when it was so low because they had the capital to do that. And I saw this as the exact same opportunity. And so I decided to just go all in and throw all my money in there, anything I could. And I even started getting much better at real estate. And since then I've amassed um, about 25,000 invested. Oh, wow. And that happened within the span of five months because I went all in on working and learning so I could invest because I, that That's simply what happened back in 2008 is people became millionaires from investing in 2008.
0: Yeah. So are you investing in real estate as well or not yet?
1: Right now, I because I'm a new agent, I don't have my two-year tax returns. And mm. so I'm working on getting that right now. It'll probably take me another six months to uh, okay. be able to collect. Uh, my two years as a real estate agent. And yeah. from there, I will then be able to buy a property. But I'm also, my parents are builders. And so I'm also investing into their projects. They build new houses cool. um, and they're about to build a subdivision. And so I'm probably going to be investing some of my money into one of those. For me, I think that I, I love real estate and I see real estate as the avenue I'm going to go to millions. Um, but I think that in investing, I want to invest So I can make more money for real estate.
0: Right. Yeah, because, well, I also see it with, well, Graham Stephan, for example, he used to have a lot of money in real estate, but now he seems to be diversifying a little bit more. Now he seems to be buying stocks more as well. So maybe, yeah, that's good to have, right? Some kind of diversification, not to be just invested in stocks, but also in real estate and uh, also in maybe like crypto or whatever you want, right?
1: Yeah, I think it's good to be diversified because then if right now, for example, stocks are super volatile, but here real estate market is doing very well and it's actually up very high. And so although stocks are volatile, um, if you also own real estate, you'd see that your real estate uh, properties are going substantially up in value. Yeah. Um, and someone who just had owned the stocks wouldn't have seen that or vice versa, um if you just owned a property well you wouldn't see the the highs and the lows of stocks uh, cuz right. there has been some really high highs on the stocks as well
0: right so do you have like a long term goal for investing
1: yeah i want to hit a million dollars i'm hoping that ah, i can everyone hit does 000, 000, right assets <laughs> yeah everyone does everyone does and um i want to be a millionaire one day and i think that it starts with the first million and i see a clear cut path to that if mm-hmm. I just continue doing what I'm doing now. Um, and so I want to eventually own five properties and start buying uh, one property a year after next year. And from there, I want to own rentals and um, just maybe even flip houses or I've thought of renting cars on churro or doing whatever I can to get more capital to invest so I can get myself to that millionaire number. Um, but it's gonna take a lot of hard work and. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. That's a goal of mine in life.
0: Do you have like a certain timeline? Do you know when more or less you're going to reach that 1 million?
1: Yeah, I'm thinking within the next 10 years that okay. I will because after the first property, I see it as being exponential growth. Right. Um because I'm also wanting to eventually grow a real estate team of my own. I'm still learning and getting better every single day, but eventually I want to grow my own team and then it's not just going to be me working, it's going to be multiple people working. And then upon having rental properties, it goes twos and twos, maybe I'll throw in a fourplex, which would be adding four units. And it's just going to be exponential from there. Um, and so I'm thinking within the next 10 years, it it will be, it will be possible.
0: When you're almost as old as me, then you would be a millionaire.
1: Yeah, when I'm almost as old as you.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm almost 30.
0: so, uh, And I'm not a millionaire yes. So I can tell you that.
1: I think it depends on when people start. I think that you have to Definitely. start. I think also starting, even at your age, is better than most people. Some people never start. Yeah. And I think that starting at all is already you being ahead of most people in the world.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I started about one year ago, so when I was 20, 28 years old. Uh, but yeah, I see so many people like you being so young and already starting in, uh, starting to invest, which almost makes me, makes me a little bit jealous. I almost wish that I could go back in time like 10 years and then start investing right away, right?
1: I mean, even me who started like a year ago i i wish i started when i turned 18. Yeah. <laughs> i mean well, i see people starting at 16 and forcing their parents yeah. to open a roth ira and i'm like man i should have yeah. started at 16.
0: <laughs> i was uh, i was in the comments today i posted a youtube video a few days ago and there was a girl in the comments and she was uh, 14 years old and she was actually asking me for stock advice so that's pretty wow. insane i believe she's got like a, a custodial account so together with her parents i'm not a, a, entirely sure how that works but yeah, yeah. 14 years old starting to invest pretty insane
1: yeah that's insane and that's that's exactly what i'm talking about i've seen um i don't remember his channel name but i've seen a kid on youtube who's 13 yeah. and he's talking about the market and yeah. he's talking about uh the things he's learning about stocks. And he's like, by the way, I'm 13, guys. Yeah, um, I,
0: I've seen that guy, too. I think he's in the comments a lot of the like the major channels as well.
1: Yeah, he is. But that's just insane. I think about that and how if or I think about every dollar I could have saved if every time I asked my parents for money um, to go buy a chocolate bar or something. <laughs> oh, what if I saved every single dollar? Uh, how much money would I have now? <laughs>
0: How many hundreds of dollars could that have been right now? <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. I would have I would have easily been a millionaire by now if I had just yeah. saved every every chocolate bar a dollar.
0: <laughs> so I saw that you have a YouTube channel as well, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's just my name. It's it's Brianna Nava, but I really I love I love YouTube so much and I wanna just be able to teach people how to do the same things I'm learning now. I've had a lot of friends tell me that I've helped them make more money and I've helped them learn a little bit more about how to get control of their finances um, yeah. at a younger age. Because um, I, I spread this stuff to all my friends. I, I try to get my friends to – I don't want my friends to end up like the majority of America ends up, where they're in piles of debt and ha- no longer have hope. And so I I tell everybody I know, like, please invest. That's good. Please Please do something. Don't just don't just follow the status quo because um, it, it hasn't worked out for anybody. I think most people here, uh, they work their whole life for 15 years of retirement. Um, they'll work 40 years and retire at like 66, maybe yeah. live till till they're 80. And they, they have 15 years of their life for for 40 years that they gave away. Right. I just don't think that's fair.
0: No, and I actually saw one of your videos on YouTube, which was uh, six ways to make extra money. That was an interesting one, especially the first one, because you've already mentioned it uh, during this interview, but donating plasma was one of them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, you can make good money donating plasma, and (laughs) I think that here during this time, they were actually having a higher demand because of uh, coronavirus. They're trying to find cures and they're trying to find different things that could help. And right. so they were offering, like, I got $200 for one hour.
0: Um, $200 previously. for one hour?
1: <laughs> yeah, $200 for one hour of donating wow. plasma. And
0: okay.
1: I not only got $200, but I also helped them with research. And so
0: yeah.
1: I will. I will take what I can get, and that two hundred dollars went straight into Tesla stock, which is now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome! So actually, you got like six hundred dollars for one hour.
1: Yeah, and I went back again and got another two hundred. So I've gotten probably like twelve hundred dollars, um, wow. probably more over time, just from. So say I've gone. I've gone multiple times. You can go up to twice a week, and um, I recommend it to people because it's so easy. That is the easiest thing you could do to go make extra money and. Just drink some water and schedule an appointment and go donate some plasma um, and invest that. If you don't have any money, then go donate some plasma, deliver some some food to DoorDash.
0: (laughs) There are so many ways to get some additional income, right? Even if you just have like, I don't know, maybe 200 bucks a month extra to invest, that would be already a pretty amazing uh, return in like 10, 20 years, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think of... um, in general, the markets have usually gone up maybe seven, eight percent.
0: Yeah. And for
1: so over the of like 10, 20 years. And yeah. so uh, that would make a substantial difference in your life. Even just investing one hundred dollars a month is better than than not investing at all. Definitely. And so um, I would encourage anybody like if you just have fifty dollars, I promise it's still worth it. It's still worth investing, even if you just have fifty dollars to
0: invest. So, are you currently doing any side hustles uh, to get some additional income, or are you just focused on real estate right now?
1: What I've been working on in regards to real estate is that I've been trying to make my time more productive. Um, I actually had had talked to my family because my family is a family of business owners, and I talked to my dad and said, "Hey, if I start a vending machine business, do you mind if I borrow your your trailer so I can go pick up a vending machine and start a vending machine business?" And he was like. How much would that make you a year? And I said, Mm -hmm. it'd probably make me an extra five thousand a year. And he said, Is there nothing you could do in your real estate that could make you an extra five thousand without the excess time you're using to get a vending machine, the maintenance and this? And I told him, Well, I probably could. I I probably could manage in in real estate to make an extra five thousand dollars without the same stresses and struggles of having a vending machine business. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started looking at my time and, and time blocking better. Um, and, and what I mean by that is that sometimes an hour of my time will be 30 actual productive minutes. Okay. And I was thinking of if I made the hour, maybe 55 minutes to an hour of productive minutes, then I'm simultaneously making more money in yeah. the same amount of time or I'm already spending doing real estate and yeah. that could make $5,000 um, because I get distracted easily. I'm, I'm a human being. I, I just I see my phone and I immediately just start looking at it. And so <laughs> I need a sign yeah. on my back that says, don't talk to me. <laughs> I will I will talk to you for another hour and. Um, So yeah, I, I think, I think I relate to that with a lot of people, uh, you just get distracted. (laughs) And so I could definitely be more productive with my time.
0: Yeah. I think that goes for pretty much everyone, right? Everyone uh, being on Netflix for hours a day or being on social media for many hours a day, they could turn those hours into some work, some additional income and yeah, start getting somewhere, some more income and start investing as well. Right.
1: Oh yeah. And I think of like five hours that I use, uh, uh prospecting for real estate and and working on leads, five hours could end up only being maybe two and a half hours of actual time that I'm being productive and so those five I'm there for five hours, but I'm only actually being productive for two and a half yeah. and I could make that additional five thousand from just being more productive, staying more focused, and it wouldn't take me any more time exactly. and that's because I'm in a commission job, but I completely understand. Uh, from someone else's perspective who works an hourly job or a salary paid job, I'm sure that there's at least an hour of your day that you're on Instagram or TikTok or social media and just mindlessly scrolling away. (laughs) And um, like about, say, DoorDash is that I listen to YouTube videos while I'm doing DoorDash. And so I can still listen to my YouTube videos, um, but I'm also making some extra money while delivering food or doing some something to get some extra income.
0: They're learning and working at the same time. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like uh, listening to, to a podcast, but I'll just have YouTube playing so I can hear it while mm. I'm making some extra money. And I think that, that that's an option for a lot of people. I've actually had my aunt recently started doing DoorDash to make some supplemental income and she's been making around 600 a week,
0: oh, wow. extra. Extra income from, okay. from DoorDash. Wow. Yeah, that's she, insane.
1: She's hustling. And she oh. loves it because she can just listen to music and party on in her truck <laughs> while
0: delivering some food. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so let's switch a little bit here because I would also like to talk about the yeah so-called financial gap between men and women, right? Because um, I think a lot of people are talking about this gender pay gap that women actually earn less money than men do. But I also th- see a little problem here with investing because. When I look around, I see mainly male investors, so men investing, but I almost don't see any people like you, uh, girls or women investing. What do you think about that?
1: I think that's definitely true. You don't see as many women investing. And I think that part of that lies in um, just being traditional. I think it's very traditional for the man to be the uh, so-called man of the household, the the one who provides and then the woman to be the caregiver and the one who is cared for. And I think that's very common in not even just here in America, but in a lot of cultures, yeah. um, that's just common. And so a woman is more so looking for, a partner that can support her, and even um, a lot of parents will say, "Oh, you need to find a man that will be we will be able to support you." And that's like the commonality. It's not you need to learn how to support yourself. Um, that's not the thing that's commonly spoken and and reiterated to women here across uh, the globe. It's it's more so you need to find someone to take care of you, um, mm-hmm. and that's a concern and getting married, well, uh, what does he do for a living? Is he going to be able to take care of you? Yeah. Um, as if the woman can't somehow muster up the will to take care of herself or muster up uh, the the financial stability on her own or find a, a well-paying career, which, which can be done. It can be done. There's plenty of women that become lawyers and doctors, but that's not the, the norm. That's just yeah. not the norm. Just like going to college is the norm, and you don't see as many – People advocating for oh be an entrepreneur. Uh, the norm is for women to sit back and have someone take care of them, as opposed to them investing and uh, working to take care of themselves.
0: Yeah, because that already creates a gap, right? If well, if a woman uh, is getting earned or getting paid less than a man, that already creates a gap. But if on top of that, a man also invests his money and he's getting like eight percent on his money every year but a woman on the other hand is not investing and she's actually losing money due to inflation every year. That's going to create an even bigger gap in in time in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years time. So that's, that's pretty insane. How do you think we could close up that gap?
1: I think that just educating and I think that's why I'm also on YouTube because I want to be a female that's in the finance space and even in on YouTube, you can see that the top investing channels and finance channels are all men. You know, Graham Stephan, me, Kevin, Andre Dick. Yeah. Um, they're all men. And I don't see a lot of, well, I can't even name one finance exactly. channel that is at the top, maybe a million, two million followers up there that is a female. And so I want to try to be that on the platform. And I think that would make a big difference in uh, just, just having more representation. But I think it starts with, um you being that representation um and I'm talking about myself there yeah. instead of expecting other people to do it
0: yeah so how do you think we could almost convince more women to start investing
1: i think it has to be more mainstream i think that the same way that uh, where we're talking like this right now is that we we need to make it more common for things to be taught in school like investing i think that the fact that men are already raised to be the caregiver and the money maker in the household already leans them to look for ways to make more money because they're the ones who are supposed to be making the money,
0: yeah. um,
1: supposedly traditionally. And so, for women, that's not instilled at a young age. It's not like you need to learn how to make money. You need to learn how to provide. <laughs> that that's just not something that's that's instilled. And I think if we taught younger generations. In high school, for instance, um, like we previously mentioned, I think that there would be a higher percentage of females and males um, because there's some males that don't care, that they don't invest either. I think that it it was taught in school that a higher percentage of females would want to learn more about it or it would pique their interest.
0: Yeah, because right now, I think if I look around, it's usually like 90 to 95 percent of people uh, investing are actually a man or actually male, I think. What do you think? Do you see any female investors around you?
1: Yeah, I think that it is mostly men, and I think that I I don't see a lot of female investors around me. Um, I wish I saw more of them, but I think that just teaching people at a younger age, just like how it's easier to learn uh, languages when you're when you're in a young age, it's easier to catch on to investing and and good habits when you are younger than when you're older. It's so much harder to change habits when you're older, after you're stuck in a pile of debt that you feel hopeless. um, It's better to catch those things before they happen. And I think if we started educating more younger uh, people, then they would strike interest on that themselves. And they... They especially, I think people in high school, I don't think they're dumb. I think that they see how America is struggling and they see um, their parents, for example, being in bad situations or constantly being stressed about money. And I think they do want better for themselves, but they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do about it. They only know what they know. And unless you put something else in front of them, they won't know any other option other than go into major piles of debt to go to college and work a 9 to 5 job until I'm 66 to retire. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah that's so true. So, are you like talking with your friends, your female friends, about investing or or not?
1: Yeah, I have a lot of friends who agree and who want to learn more about it but they just don't know where to start and I also have a lot of friends right. who at my age everyone is partying everyone is out having fun That's and so true. I have a lot of friends who are like oh you just need to chill out you need to just come and party <laughs> and hang out and yeah. um I told like them that too I need to I need to hang out every now and then I need to relax I'm still Fortune. 20 years old Fortune. but um I think that right now the priorities just aren't there I I have a lot of friends who do do want to invest and who do want a better future and who are actively thinking about this stuff but the majority of them are not are very oh I'm just gonna wait I don't need that's not something I need to worry about right now um it's not as important uh I can deal with that when I'm 30 <laughs> um but but day by day day by day there's a lot of people who are switching up as they're seeing the uh, the success I'm having yeah. or as they're seeing um my friend Eduardo for example he just bought a Tesla and he's also he's 19 and he just bought a, a brand new Tesla model oh, wow. 3 and got his real estate license and is investing and um this is my best friend and we think the exact same again he's a man though so uh you know that he men are more likely to invest but um, even seeing him at a young age is encouraging to a lot of other people who are in our in our same friend group.
0: And I think uh, the age cool always, like <clears throat> sorry. I'll, I'll continue. Uh, the, the age is always always going to make a difference as well, right? Because as you said, when you're younger, you might not think that much about investing and you might not even have a lot of money to invest just yet. But when you get older, when you ha- when you are like, maybe 25 years old and you actually have a job and you actually have a recurring stream of revenue, then I do think it's, it's very important to start thinking about it very seriously.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think most people don't think about it because they don't have the funds to even try to invest. Um, and unless you're actively thinking of investing, why would you look out for trying to make extra money to be able to invest if you're not even thinking about it? Anyways, um, I have a lot of friends who work some, uh, you know, grocery jobs or, or uh, uh, waitresses. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that I also have friends who have been able to get themselves into like $50,000 a year jobs mm-hmm. at the age of 20 with no college degree. And oh, wow. it's just because they simply were like, oh, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to contact places. And one of them has to accept me. And that's just a different mentality than thinking, oh, there's no way I could get that job. Because there's plenty of people who wouldn't have even applied. He was like, I don't care. I'm just going to apply. There's no harm in applying. Let's see what happens. And they got hired. And so it's just looking for those opportunities. And they did that because they wanted to invest. They wanted to find a way.
0: Yeah, I think getting a college degree is almost a little bit uh, overrated, I would say. I think a lot of people are still stuck in this traditional way of thinking that you need to go to school, you need to go to college, then you can start looking for a job. But many times you can just start looking for a job way earlier and yeah, just get started like that. You often don't even need the degree, right?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I even have a friend who's an electrician who knows an electrician and started trying to just figure it out. And he started working for for the business. And now he's making, um, I don't know how much he's making exactly, but he's making a pretty good income just from learning right off the bat. And that's that's just what he did right out of high school. And a lot of other people have the same option. It's just also I think that it's very hard to know exactly what you want to do in life. Um, right out of high school. And so a lot of people go to college to try to pass time while you figure it out. But it's, a, it's definitely an expensive way to pass time.
0: <laughs> yeah, horribly, horribly expensive. Okay, I, yeah. think I, would, I would like to end this interview with just one last question, okay? Imagine there's a, a 25-year-old girl right now who's not investing just yet, and she's got like, let's say, $100 per month to invest. What would you tell her? What should she do with her money?
1: I think that there is no need to reinvent the wheel. And so I'd say that the safest thing you can do with $100, especially starting out, because you don't know you don't know much about investing, I'd say invest in something like an S&P 500, um, maybe look into a Roth IRA, um, use... Something simple like that, that is just the S&P 500 is something safe because it's made up of 500 stocks that are publicly traded and it's consistently gone up over time. I wouldn't say go into single stocks and options trading and speculate or anything, <laughs> but I think something no safe Tesla. like investing in ETFs. Yeah, no yeah. Tesla, no Tesla. <laughs> no <but> Bitcoin maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, but investing in ETF sounds like a good bet. Um, yeah. That seems like the safest, easiest thing, especially starting out. And as you start learning more and getting into it and and like investing, then um, it would be time to look into single stocks you like and and other things like that.
0: I think that's awesome. I think that's a great answer. Thank you so much for your time today, Brianna. I, uh, I'm going to make sure to link to your YouTube channel in the description so that other people can follow you as well on your journey to becoming a real estate agent and to becoming an, well, at least a millionaire when you're 30 years old and also uh, when you're becoming a very important YouTuber to show other women that you can actually invest as well as a, as a woman.
1: Yeah absolutely thank you so much um, right. I really I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: Great yeah thank you so much uh, thanks for your time stay safe and bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. Millennials, please share this video with someone who isn't investing their money just yet, especially your female friends. We really need to close the financial gap between men and women. And one way you can help me doing that is by sharing this video with at least one person who can benefit from Brianna's story. Alright, with that being said, thanks a lot for watching and I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye!